This is the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch presented by Toyson Ford. Hello, everyone. I'm Scott Montesano. So excited to have you join us on this program that highlights the local sports in and around our wonderful region. Coming up, a chat with Chai High Girls basketball coach Becca Bestill. She's now been the head coach there for many, many years. We will touch on the fact that she has had that longevity in a position, and not just at Chai High, but this goes for any high school coach out there. Uh, that's a position that used to be when we grew up, people were the coach of the local high school team for any number of sports for 10, 15, 20 years. They'd double as a teacher in the school system, all of that. Nowadays, you've had a much more transient career with those high school coaches, but Becca's been the head coach at Chi High for many years. We'll talk about that. We got other things to get to as well. So with that, let's round the bases locally. Of course, it is Christmas and the holiday season, and we're going to have somewhat of a pause on the local sporting landscape for a few days. There's always still something that goes on. There's the occasional high school game here and there, but there are no big high school tournaments or any type of big activity locally. And then things come hot and heavy. A full-on sprint begins in January. And by the way, we're going to get back going with a rather significant matchup in high school hockey, Memorial and North, the big rivalry on the ice sheet on Tuesday, January the 2nd. And that game's going to have a little extra popery to it, a little extra behind it, because on January 2nd, at Hobbs, before the Memorial and North game, they're going to honor longtime broadcaster Mike Sullivan. Mike Sullivan, the voice of Eau Claire sports for some 30 years in this community is going to be honored they at the beginning of the year unveiled a banner not a banner but a placard on the front of the press area at Hobbs calling it the Mike Sullivan press box and now they're going to have the formal ceremony honoring Mike uh, Mike Sullivan uh, apropos before the Memorial North game on January 2nd that'll be great Uh, 20 years ago Hockey wasn't the sport it is now in Eau Claire. There was success, and there were players that made their way through, and the UW-Eau Claire program had success in the 80s and in the 90s, but hockey as a spectator sport just wasn't what it is now in Eau Claire. And Mike Sullivan was one of the early champions of hockey in this area and had a prominent position to promote it, and he was there promoting North and Memorial Games when you'd have 25 people at those games. And you'd have the occasional big game for those two schools, but it just wasn't what it is now, and the same with UW-Eau Claire. So it's great to see Mike Sullivan getting honored before the game on January 2nd. It feels, by the way, that we haven't celebrated sports figures in this community really that much now I know that individual schools have their own halls of fame and there's the announcements and if you go to Memorial or North or Regis you'll you'll walk by the the various placards the various plaques that are there UW Eau Claire has their hall of fame so there is honoring but there doesn't seem to be 
from a general community standpoint, us doing enough of that in this area. Uh, you don't have a, a Greater Eau Claire or a Chippewa Valley Hall of Fame that I know a number of communities of this size have. I've long since bemoaned the fact that the baseball community in this area briefly had that Hall of Fame and let it die. You don't have the big banquet or anything like that anymore. And you don't have this honoring of our sports figures, I think, enough in this community. Mike Sullivan, getting the press box named after him, is great. Should have happened last year. Should have happened two years ago. Should have happened ten years ago when he was still active doing it. It should have happened already. And there's any number of other things that should have happened. We can go back 12 years ago. Harv Tompter, the now late Harv Tompter, should have been honored with the Carson Park field named after him or something at that ballpark named after him. Should have. And then down the road, something should have been named at Carson Park's baseball stadium if you after certain members of the Bears, including, if you want, Hank Aaron, but also uh, Dr. Jeff Jones and Bill Rowlett, the two guys that brought Northwoods League baseball to the community. Something down the road named after Dale Varsho with the Express. Any number of, of people that have, commi- that have helped out at UW-Eau Claire and been a part of that. We just do not do enough honoring of these people in a big way. And I don't know why that is. Oh, I got, I got some reasons why, but they're just excuses. Yeah, yeah well, we'll get to this. Everyone wants to say money. It's, it's not really money. Now, naming a, a place, naming a venue, like, like the press box at Hobbs after Mike Sullivan, that doesn't cost much money. It doesn't. It costs you the money in terms of maybe you could have sold that sponsorship to somebody. But you're not losing money. It's not like you had money there. Things like statues do cost a lot of money. A statue may be a little too much in this community, unless you're really going to raise up the funds. And you could really start to think back, why did Hank Aaron get a statue outside of Carson Park? When you consider, okay, he got the statue in, in, in the late 90s. All right, that makes sense. Nobody since has had even more of an impact on Eau Claire baseball than Hank Aaron. I can make that humongous argument that many others have had more of an impact and deserve the, the honoring. But, okay, we don't need to do statues, but naming things like press boxes, naming things like fields, after people naming things like tournaments or memorial games needs to happen you have the billy noss memorial game with the Cavs. that's good they should have done that i like that they did that why aren't there other memorial games or this this rivalry game is named after so and so or this field is named after so and so oh i get it you have to sell naming rights all the time well it's not like you have a lot of naming rights deals in this area. So I, I, I'd like us to get off our tuchuses and start to honor these people more that have played a factor in the sports culture of our community. 
I am the sort of person that just wants an ex- I, I am the person, yes, that wants to find any excuse to honor anybody. I am not a trophy in every kid's hands parent. But I do think as we become adults, the more opportunities we have to honor as many people as possible who have played a role in an impact is good. And it's an opportunity for people coming up through to go, hey, why is it named such and such? Oh, this is what this person did. And this is what this person did. And this is what this person did. And it means something. Mike Sullivan, honored January 2nd at Hobbs. That's good. Uh, Pay attention down the road over in Menominee. The Stout Women's Basketball Team, which obviously has a, a tight connection to Eau Claire with the head coach and players, they're nine, I believe it's nine and one. The Stout Blue Devils Women's Basketball Team, nine and one. They just beat highly ranked Trine on the road in northern Indiana. Of the four basketball teams, at the college level in this area, the two at Stout, the two at UW-Eau Claire. The Stout women have the best shot at a fun, competitive run in the first quarter of 2024. They, they are a team on a mission. They want to get into that NCAA tournament. They felt cheated last year that they didn't get in. Their resume wasn't all that great, and I know they'll bicker at that and they'll bark at that, and it didn't really look good that a couple of their assistant coaches were going on Twitter and, 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 well, X or whatever, and complaining last year. They had a great record to everything, but in many ways, it, in many ways, it was a lot of frosting and not a lot of cake with their resume last year. They had some quality wins. Oh, they did. But their problem that they had last season, and it's, uh, it's an issue that, befell the UW-Eau Claire women's hockey team last year, their schedule turned out not to be as strong in the non-conference. So what ended up happening with the non-conference and some of those teams, it kind of devalued some of their wins. So that's why they didn't get in last year. They had a lot of good wins, but they just didn't have enough last year, and it wasn't entirely their fault. They won everything they were supposed to win. They probably could have won one more in the playoffs, obviously, in the WIAC tournament. That would have likely solidified things. But that's last year. That's last year. Whether, whether, they, whether they were cheated or they felt they were cheated or anything like that, they have used that as motivation this year. The likes of Reagan Sorensen have been on fire this season. The, the Stout women's basketball team, keep an eye on them. Uh, they are the team that we've had a run here recently of, of having teams – in the NCAA tournament in our region, most in, in the winter. And it's, it's been pretty much UW-Eau Claire teams with the basketball and the hockey, at least one of those teams qualifying for the NCAA tournament every year since the spring of 2017. You've had at least one basketball or one hockey qualify for the NCAA tournament. And the biggest year, by the way, was March of 2020, and we... We know we didn't get a chance to enjoy that. Well, this year it might be stout with the women's basketball team. That women's basketball team, very, very good right now. Well, as we uh, wind down 2023 and we start looking ahead to 2024, what, what are we looking forward to in 2024 and when everybody reconvenes after the holidays? We mentioned stout. Of course, a lot of the eyes are going to be on UW-Eau Claire 
and the Sonnentag Center. I am amazed the people I come across, because of all the travel I do, and because I'm down at Hobbs all the time, because of my kids and figure skating and hockey, plus, you know, you got Carson Park and ball games. I, I see the progress at the Sonnentag Center ever since the first shovel went in the ground. It's it's amazing. It It's not finished. You know driving by it's not finished yet, but it's pretty darn close. It's like it's 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 like it's uh, you're you're waiting outside the dining. It's like you're waiting in the dining room. You can smell the Christmas turkey or the holiday ham. You can smell it, but you can still hear the the hustle and bustle in the kitchen as Grandma and Mom are putting the finishing touches on the Christmas feast. You know it's not quite done yet. You can smell it. You can kind of look over. Peer behind the peer behind the opening and and see the glistening meat, see the steam coming off of some of the side dishes, but it's not quite ready yet. Same thing there with Sonnentag. It's it looks mostly done. You know, though, behind those walls, there's a lot of tweaks that still have to go on. But in 2024, all the excitement will be on Sonnentag, which will host spectator sports by the fall. I know the athletic department with the Blue Golds has been told that Zorn Arena will be closed by the middle of March. That's the idea. They plan on closing that whole building, including Brewster and all that, by the middle of March. And they're optimistic they'll be able to move into their new offices at Sonnentag by April. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Uh, The Eau Claire Express, they'll have a brand-new season this summer. Their schedule has come out this week, and I think there's going to be a lot of fun for people this summer because one of the knocks... One of the things people have wanted to get on that schedule is to play the Wisconsin teams again. Hey, it's cool to play Duluth and St. Cloud, and it's cool to see Bismarck on the schedule, but one of the things people miss from the quote-unquote olden days of the Express was it was it felt a lot. You, you had more tangible rivalries on the schedule. You played you know, Madison, Lacrosse, Wausau, all that. Well, they're trying to get back to that a little bit this year. There's going to be a little bit more crossover play of the conferences. So Eau Claire is going to play Wausau and Madison this year. So the Express will get a couple of those teams back on the schedule. It just looks cool on the pocket schedule. It looks cool when people go to the ballpark and they can say, oh, they're, they're playing Wausau. That means more you know, viscerally to people than seeing Bismarck or seeing St. Cloud even. Oh, Wausau. And then, of course, Madison. Madison was always one of the great rivalries the Express had. Not necessarily a bitter rivalry on the field, but, hey, people in Eau Claire like the idea of beating Madison. <laughs> it just, you just like that. And the Express will go down there to their wild scenery they have in Madison, play down there. That'll be a fun road trip for a number of fans. That's something to look forward to. We're going to get to Becca Bastille in just a moment, the head coach of the Chai High girls basketball team. But to tie that in, also last week, you know, happy happies. And we talked about the stout women's basketball team and what they were able to accomplish as well. But also happy happies to Tanya Englund, the head coach of the Blue Gold women's basketball team. Achieved 400 wins, got to that milestone uh, last week in a win against Superior. 400 wins for head coach Tanya England. 
longevity, uh, accomplishments like that, they are a bit of a compiler stat. But that's not necessarily a negative thing. It's a two-way honor. Obviously, her winning and building the program and being invited to come back year after year, that's an accomplishment for her. And for the school and the community, it's a win on this end because she never left. Obviously, our area and the school did enough so that she never felt the urge to have to leave. So it's a great accomplishment for her, for her prior coaches, for her players, and also something for the community and for the people that have been here to go, hey, you know what? Clearly she likes us to have stuck around. So great job there for Tanya England. One of the people that was a part of some of those 400 wins, both as a player and for a time as an assistant coach, Becca Bastille, the head coach of the Chai High girls basketball team, we talked to her about uh, coaching girls basketball, coaching uh, those athletes, and uh, a little bit about the teaching profession as well. On the other side of this timeout, this is the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch, presented by Toyson Ford. Hi, this is Craig Toyson. And at Toyson Ford, whether it's buying a new vehicle or having your current one repaired, we take customer service very seriously. And a big part of that is making sure that we have the same familiar faces each and every time you visit. We take great pride in the longevity of our staff, and it shows in the kindness and the good care we give each of our customers. But don't take our word for it. Read our reviews online and ask anyone with a Toyson sticker on the back of their car. They'll gladly tell you why you'll find a friend at Toyson Ford. And the Chippewa Valley Sports Watch, presented by Toyson Ford, continues on. And now as we are deep into the heart of the winter sports calendar, an opportunity for us to learn a little bit more about what's going on with the winter sports in the Chippewa Valley. And that includes girls basketball. We've got Chai High Cardinals head coach Becca Bestel with us to talk a little bit about what the Cardinals are up to this year. Uh, coach? it's amazing to say this because it feels like just yesterday you took over. You're now long time head coach. <laughs> Has that sort of sunk in the fact that now you can, you can go by the, the claim of long time head coach. Yeah. I mean, I just, the other day, someone asked me how many years and I was like, wow. Yeah. It's been nine years. That's a long time. <laughs> so and yeah. I think it's, it's all- and I think not to interrupt. I think it, we see so many, it, it's obviously a, 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 a a stressful position, one that comes with a lot of fun, but it's clearly a stressful position as well. You see a lot more coaches in scholastic sports doing it for two, three, four years, then moving on to something else. What do you think has been the key that's given you this longevity? You know, I teach at Chai High and I love what I do. I'm a science teacher and, um, the basketball coach came with the position and obviously that's another passion of mine. And so um, I just keep it in perspective that I'm working with kids and doing what I love. And this is a part of my job. And so um, I love working in this community. This is my hometown. Um, So I feel like I'm giving back to my hometown in the positions that I'm in. One of the things about the Chai High Girls program, there's been lots of years of success. And then there's been years of if you will call it a a rebuild and all of that. Obviously, in the high school game, you're not recruiting. There isn't free agency. There's not a transfer portal, at least yet, (laughs) in high school sports. For for any type of high school varsity coach, what are the keys to maintaining a good program, win, lose, or draw? Just maintaining a good program and a standard. 
Well, I mean, the, it always starts in your youth programs. Um, we have a strong Cardinal Flight program here, which is our youth program, and I try and do as much as I can with that program. But we have a number of really solid coaches there um, right now, especially um, some of my uh, people that I know very well and I trust. And and so the um, I think a good connection to your youth program makes a huge difference nowadays in basketball. You know, it used to be even when I played in high school at Chai High, which I graduated in 2000. So it wasn't that long ago, 23 years. Um, but the even in that time, you could develop athletes at, in high school, you could recruit them as a freshman if they'd never played basketball before, teach them how to play, and they would help you. That's just not the case anymore. I mean, kids have to start when they're younger. They have to start when they're, I mean, our flight program starts in second and third grade, and they start playing competitively at the end of fourth grade into fifth grade. And, you know, kids that don't come through that are just a little bit behind. And it's, I'm not saying it's impossible to pick it up later, because we do have kids that do that. But it's um, that that's just a key to any developing program is making sure your youth are strong. It, it's so easy for, for all of us. And we're all about the same age here to say, Oh, it was, it was, it was, it was better back in the quote unquote day or, or, or changes, you know, what's changed over time and, and what have you. You always look at it from a negative standpoint. And there are some negatives too, some changes, but that being said in your time, especially as the head coach, what are some things you've noticed that have changed for the better in high school sports? The girls skills in the girls game have very much improved. I mean, the, the reason that that's the case, the kids have to start younger is because uh, the skills of the top teams and the top players and the top groups are phenomenal in the girls game. We've come so far since I was in high school. And so um, I think that there is way there are way more opportunities for kids to get involved in not just basketball, but high school sports in general, way younger. Um, you know, there's negatives associated with that as well. But like the opportunities out there are just I mean, they're everywhere. And so whatever a kid wants to get involved in, there is a way for them to do it when they're younger and get involved. And that has helped the game as far as skills go. What are things you like about your team this year? Oh, the girls, the girls I coach are really good kids. They're, um, they're really good. Just they're the full package. They're very good athletes. Many of them are um, star athletes in other sports. Um, and so I have a lot of multi-sport athletes. A lot of my kids play. Um, I've got some very good golfers. I've got one that's a horseshoe champion. I've got, uh, um, so I've got a figure skater. I've got, softball players and track athletes and volleyball. I've got a lot of those players. I've got, I'm, I'm guarantee I'm missing a bunch, but I have a lot of multi-sport athletes. So I love that they're involved in so many different things and they're all very good students and um, school means something to them. And they're good kids. Um, they're good kids with good, uh, um, solid personalities that I really enjoy coaching. And of course you are a teacher, uh, which is the, the number one job. And Tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about the enjoyment of teaching. I think a lot of people grew even more of an appreciation for teachers two, three years ago. Uh, so what do you like about the profession? Well, I teach science and I just love the content. I'm a, I'm a um, science nerd. And so the content that I get to teach, sharing my passion for that with my students is my favorite thing to do. Um, I really I enjoy learning more about it and then sharing that love of learning with my students. And so getting to know my kids is my favorite part of the job. Um, I, I always say my, 
least favorite week of the year is the first week because I don't know any of my kids yet. And once I get to know my students a little better and figure out what makes them tick and figure out how I can motivate them and get them into things, that's my favorite part about my job. Now, an opportunity here, of course, you played uh, high-level basketball. You played collegiately with the Blue Golds. Your old head coach, Tanya, just got a, a milestone, win number 400. You were there at, the, at yep. the beginning of that, and I know you've stayed close with Tanya over the years. Uh, quite an accomplishment and one that probably you and some of your teammates were texting each other back and forth going, wow, it's it's been a while, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was so stoked for her when she got that win. Um, I was there on some as a player slash coach, depending on what year it was, on some of the other big milestone wins that she had. And um, I have nothing but good things to say about her program and how she coaches and how she's um, so into what she does and so invested in her players and her um, and making them better people as well as better um, basketball players. She deserves every bit of recognition she gets when it comes to 400 and everything else. And as we, we start to wind things down, we're, we're, we're obviously in December. The games in December count every bit the same as games in January and February. We all know that. That being said, from a competitive standpoint, you, you want to be winning right now, but how excited are you once we get past the holidays for no matter what, that's when the community starts paying more attention. That's when there's a little bit more buzz in the gymnasium. Even the athletes have a little extra bounce in their step because they can see more of what the game actually means, if you will, in, in standings and rankings. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, what I've been telling my my um, players is, I mean, we had a rough patch at the beginning, that's for sure. We're at a point where we're still developing right now. We're one and six. But we played four of the top five teams in our conference in our first conference games. And so, and some of those teams are phenomenally athletic and we're just not there yet. And so um, I told them the next, all of our games, our next five games are all games against teams that we are very well matched with. And so I'm excited about um, playing some teams that are more at the level that we're at right now. And once again, big thanks to Becca for joining us. Great conversation with her. And and, and I, I think there's a couple of things to take out of that interview. One, talking about the multiple sports that our athletes play. And that's becoming, despite all of the talk, despite all of the encouragement, if you will, of trying to have kids play multiple sports, more of an encouragement in, say, the last five to ten years in this area, you just don't see it an awful lot especially once kids hit those teenage years. There just becomes more of a specialization. We'll have to have a, uh, a podcast about that. Now, some of it also is that's just what the kids want to do, and they do do other activities besides sports. So they may be a, a, a wombat player, all right? They play competitive wombatting, but they also are heavily involved in theater or music, so they might not be a multi-sport athlete, but they're a multi-activity athlete. Still, though, the idea remains the same there great job as she points out all of the various things that her athletes do and you can tell the passion she has for simply for 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 education for for education loves education and has had that longevity at chai high had that longevity in a position and this is not just a chai high thing it's an all-around thing she's had that longevity as a head coach at a varsity program 
at a time in which most coaches get chased away after two, three, four, five years. It's just not the same thing as it was for many people years ago. So good job done by Becca there and the community is better for it. The longer these coaches stick around, the better they get and the better they are the better the community is as a whole. All right, we'll talk to you again uh, on the other side of the new year. And by that time, we'll be in January and all the games, whether it's college or scholastic, you can start to see the meaning of those games much more. On behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.